Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 338 of the Mike Savilla Radio Program. On tonight's show, we have two great guests coming up. Dr. Wanda Filer, the incoming president of the American Academy of Family Physicians, and Dr. Jay Lee, the current president of the California Academy of Family Physicians. Our topics tonight, uh, family medicine, of course, and leadership, social media, all that, and a lot more uh, coming up on episode 338 of the Mike Savilla Radio Program, starting right now. Um, this year, one of my commitments and, and a great interests is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, uh, at AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000. Um, and our, uh, our king of family medicine social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 uh, members. about medicine and social media. This is the Mike Savilla Radio Program. I am your host. My name is Mike Savilla. What is this show about? You know, <laughs> I, I get that question a lot when I actually do a show. I haven't done a show in a while, so I apologize about that. But this show, this is Social Media Through the Eyes of a Family Physician. I encourage you to check out the website, drmikesavilla.com. Today is Monday, September 21, 2015, it is 7.32 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, uh, temperature here is 68 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm very excited about our guest coming up. Dr. Wanda Filer will be the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians beginning next week as we record this. Dr. Jay Lee is the current president of the uh, California Academy of Family Physicians. Uh, I've, I've known these people for, for a long time. Uh, they're, they're my mentors. They're my inspirations. Um, and uh, 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 it's just, just you, you, I'm really looking forward to this uh, conversation. This topic of leadership, social media, and family medicine, it, it first came up uh, in an article uh, from last month entitled, 20 Family Physicians to Follow on Twitter from healthworkscollective.com from August 14, 2015. Uh, you can also see that at drmaxvilla.com. 
And if you look over the list, most of them are family physicians. Most of them are our friends in the FM revolution. Very excited uh, about that. And, and in this interview, we recorded this interview last week, a little behind the scenes. Uh, but in addition to this article, we, are, we also talk about how they both started in social media. Those are great stories. Uh, Jay talks about how the California chapter, even this year, this past summer, uh, used social media uh, in their legislative advocacy efforts uh, on recent state-level legislation. So that's a great story. Uh, we also talk about Dr. Fowler's appearance on the Dr. Oz show. You don't want to miss that if you haven't uh, you haven't heard that before. You can also uh, look back at this very show and podcast to where uh, Dr. Fowler talks about that a lot, a lot more. Uh, and we also talk about next week's meetings, the uh, upcoming American Academy of Family Physicians Congress of Delegates meeting, hashtag AAFPCOD, and also the uh, American Academy of Family Physicians Family Medicine Experience, uh, AAFPFMX is the hashtag there. Uh, but of course, you want to stay tuned. Our first question of the night, uh, why family medicine? So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. But first, you're listening to the Mike Savilla radio program. Check me out at drmikesavilla.com. Also, check out the American Academy of Family Physicians website at aafp.com. O-R-G, and we will be right back. That's right, Family Medicine's leading voice in social media in my own mind. This is the Mexavilla Radio Program, episode 338. Check out drmikesavilla.com. And welcome back to the Mexavilla Radio Program. And on the line with me are, are two very good friends of mine. I'm very excited about this conversation that we're going to be having here. Uh, Dr. Wanda Filer is the president-elect, soon to be president of the American Academy of Family Physicians. And welcome to you, Wanda. Thanks, Mike. And uh, Dr. Jay Lee is the president of the California Academy of Family Physicians. Uh, hello, Jay. Great to connect with you again. So our topic uh, for this program is family medicine and social media and uh, the importance for advocacy. And uh, uh, I always start with a very, very difficult question for, for, my, uh, for my guests. Uh, so I'll start with you, Dr. Fowler, first. So, uh, so just in general, you know, I mean, you know, why family medicine? You know, why, why do you love uh, being a family, med- a family physician? Oh, boy. Um, I love being a family physician because I love the people. Uh, not only the patients, but also my colleagues. Um, you know, the, I think pr- family medicine gives you a window on humanity that probably can only be rivaled by clergy. 
you get the chance to see people at their highest highs and their lowest lows, and you get to know them, and, and they share things with you and be there at pivotal moments in their lives, and that is quite a privilege. And then when you um, add the whole idea that we get to kind of play Sherlock Holmes on a regular basis and, and use our knowledge and our training and our experience to tease out um, not only what might be ailing that person, but also help them figure out within their context of, of their own lives how to, how to make that how to help them feel better and you know and alleviate some of their suffering. That's that's quite a privilege. Um, so that's that's really why I love it. And I, my colleagues are just unbelievably passionate about patients and and doing the right thing for people. And I, I couldn't ask for a better job. Uh, and, and yeah, I love you know hear, hearing people share their stories, especially family medicine, and, and we're going to be talking about that during our program as well. Uh, so, how about you, Dr. J. Lee? You know, why family medicine? You know, why do you love being a family physician? Yeah, it's a, a very uh, great. It's a great question because I, I I think there's a lot of reasons why I uh, enjoy being a family doc. Um, my uh, I guess uh, introduction to primary care was when I worked as a uh, medical volunteer for a non-governmental organization in Central America, and really getting an opportunity to see the family docs there, um, not only providing, um, you know, great uh, primary care for uh, the, you know, the various generations in the town where I lived, but also really focused on some of the public health issues of the time and, and trying to figure out, for example, um, how to bring potable water to the community where I lived. So um, I think that um, the, the intense focus on individuals as, as, as people and to be able to provide the longitudinal care in a, in a very relational way, um, and then also to be able to kind of look at some of our bigger societal issues and that opportunity to kind of think beyond the four walls of our offices um, to, to consider how to really make health primary um, and that opportunity and, that, and, and really the privilege to, to be able to think in those terms on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis is what really it gets me up in the morning and, and allows me to enjoy what I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't, I can't agree more with that. You know, uh, just, just this week, uh, you know, my office, you know, I had, you know, three generations in, in an exam room and we were able to, you know, talk about, you know, a variety of issues, some good, uh, some bad. Um, and, you know, when I have, you know, medical students, you know, that follow me or when I talk to residents, you know, I, I share some of these stories uh, with them. And um, it, it's just it's just great what we do. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we, we get more of our more of our colleagues to uh, uh, to share, you know, what they do, uh, which kind of you know, kind of bridges into our, our next topic uh, as far as messaging and sharing our story. Um, we are going to talk about social media, you know, but but first I, I would just kind of uh, talk a little bit, uh, you know, about traditional media and using that for communication. And, and Wanda, you know, I was first drawn to your work, you know, uh, with your doing traditional media, specifically uh, television news. Uh, many family physicians, you know, are intimidated by the prospect of talking to media. Um, share with me and, and my audience here, you know, how you first got into media and, and share a little bit about, about your experience looking, uh, working at the local and regional level, even before being elected to the board of directors. Sure. Well, thanks, Mike. I, um, I live in central Pennsylvania, and back in probably 1990, so I'm dating myself here, um, I was at Grand Rounds one morning, and they mentioned that our local NBC affiliate, it's a station called WGAL, um, that they were going to be starting a new um, talk show at, on Tuesdays at noon, and they were looking for a physician to come on once in a while. <clears throat> so 
um, I thought, well, that sounds kind of fun. I had just given birth. My youngest daughter was about three months old, and um, and I and I had one day off a week that because um, I had gone back to work um, part time at that point when she was so tiny. Um, and so I went over and I interviewed over there, and um, lo and behold, about two weeks later, I was uh, I was on the faculty and residency program. And I was teaching uh, down in Colposcopy Clinic, and I got a phone call that um, from our nanny that the station had called, and they wanted to know if I would be the one um, to do the show. And so for four years, um, I did the live. It's called the live show, and we reached. Um, probably about a million households in, in a 21-county area in Pennsylvania. And in four years into it, the general manager came to me and said, we'd like to start a new 5 o'clock news broadcast, um, and we'd like to know if you would come on five nights a week. Uh, <laughs> and Wow. And, yeah, and you know what it's like trying to get anywhere at 5 o'clock um, out of your office when patient needs are, are right. pressing. And <laughs> so I learned to put my makeup on, and this people don't... <laughs> not a good good message but i learned to put my makeup on at stoplights um we had a newsroom in my community which is um uh, about 30 miles from the main station and i would go to our local bureau and uh, put in an earpiece and do um we would do a satellite interview back and forth Uh, the earpiece was called an ifb and i would hear them talking to me in my ear the producer would tell me 30 seconds you know wrap it up um, meanwhile, I'm having a conversation with the anchor in the other in the other um, community, and that was going out live, and we would reach a, a different audience of about one and a half million people. I did that for about 18 years, and um, it allowed me a lot of professional growth. I really thought I never took new patients from the show. Um, that was not my intent. It wasn't meant to be marketing. It was meant to be educational. Um, but I also had an awful lot of people come up to me because, as you might imagine, I covered a multitude of topics as a family physician, everything from newborn care to end of life and everything in between. And people frequently said to me, what kind of physician are you? And I would say, I'm, wow. I'm a family physician. And, wow. wow, that's pretty amazing. So it was a great way to, to um, talk about what primary care can be for this country and, and specifically what family medicine has to offer. Wow, that's that's super. Um, and Jay, you're also doing you know doing super media these days. Uh, I mean, you, you, let me ask you this: I mean, you participated in, in media training, you know, at the local and national level. Um, share with me a little bit about that, and and you know, when, when family docs ask you about you know participating, you know, with their local media or even you know uh, newspapers or or television, uh, what what do you tell them? Yeah, I, it's um, it's interesting because I think you do go through these um, kind of developmental milestones as you continue to do uh, training here and there, and, and certainly our um, state academy in California, um, I think, had some great vision to uh, bring media consultants in to provide some level of basic training, uh, so that, which I truly, truly, I think, have prepared me for. Uh, this year as uh, as a California president in, in terms of the level of activity that we've had with a media consultant. Um, so it's included things like uh, radio interviews and um, newspaper pieces, blog posts, et cetera. And um, I think the opportunity to, to be there and to, pr- to provide 
a voice for our 9,000 members um, here in the state of California um, and, and represent not only primary care voice, but also uh, the public health voice. Um, as, as you know, we've um, had quite a bit of activity around vaccinations and, and end-of-life issues here in the state. Um, but, the, but the opportunity to kind of represent um, all of our members and uh, present kind of our collective story uh, to the public has been great. And I think um, the longer we've been in the, um, the, uh, the practice of uh, coordinating and working closely with the media, I think the better we've gotten at it and the more trusted we are with, with um, uh, the opportunity. And it's been nice to see that some of our quotes and some of the things that we've put out in the press have uh, been very strategically uh, positioned within articles and also during radio programs. And so uh, really grateful for that opportunity. And um, uh, I think partnering with a great media consultant has been a huge part of that. Uh, yeah, to share a little bit about my story, I mean, I, uh, it was probably about four or five years ago, um, our local hospital here um, approached me and, and said, hey, you know, we, we have we, we have a slot uh, at our local uh, television station maybe every three or four weeks, and uh, would you be interested in doing that? And uh, basically because uh, no one else wanted to do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> and it, it was that, it, it like, you know, 520, 522, something like that. Uh, it was like, uh, you know, two to three minute segments, something like that. Um, and, you know, I, I had no training at all. Uh, uh, and it, it was fun to kind of prepare all of that stuff. And, uh, uh, I mean, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, is very classy. You know, we said, that I, you know, I, I take new patients. I'm like, Hey, you, you saw me on TV. Great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I use it as a little bit of marketing. <laughs> so that was fun for me. Um, but that, I mean, you really learn uh, about how to do effective. I mean, I learned how to do effective communication um, in 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, uh, and, and that was a fun experience. Uh, the, uh, the television station changed management, and, and they uh, they they're no longer doing that segment. But uh, but I still have patients who who ask me about that, and I think and it's a huge opportunity for for family physicians to take leadership in their local communities. Not only, not only doing television, but you know, newspaper articles and op-ed articles and, and to be really influential uh, at the local level uh, where we really need family physicians uh, more importantly. Um, of course, we need them at the state level and national level, but I, I think the, those those uh, those local leaders um, uh, in primary care and family medicine I think are very important. You know, I think, Mike, one of the things that in family medicine we cover so much ground um, with our patients that being able to have that conversation uh, with more people um, in in a broader context, and to Jay's point, of really bringing home community or, or you know public health. Um, I remember I, I I did presentations on vaccines. Believe it or not, on air in conservative central Pennsylvania, in the height of um, HIV days, I did a condom demonstration of how you put on a condom. Those are critical public health messages, but you can do it in a way that doesn't offend people but gives them life-saving information. Um, and and I, when people ask me about that, uh, they say, "Well, how did you learn how to how to how to do um, that very effective type of communication?" Um, and for me, it was through social media. And, and we're going to kind of transition into our our next topic is is uh, you know this uh, the social media piece uh, that uh, came out on August fourteenth, twenty fifteen, from Health Work 
healthworkscollectives.com. It's, a, it's a, an article called 20 Doctors You Should uh, Be Following on Twitter. And I'm going to read some of the names here. Um, Julie Wood, Glenn Stream, Conrad Flick, Jen Brawl, uh, Kenny Lynn, Troy Fessinger, uh, Reed Blackwell, Viviana, uh, Martinez Bianchi, uh, Mark Ryan, Pat Jonas. Uh, all of our friends are on this list, which I think is very awesome. Uh, let, let me get kind of both of your take on this. Uh, what, what was your reaction uh, when you first heard this uh, about this article or when you first you know, saw it on uh, social media? Uh, Wanda, when you go first. Um, I love it. I, you know, I think it's family medicine giving back to our community, to our patients. Um, again, you know, Jay mentioned earlier, health is primary. It's a way that we can help people to get information. But I also think it takes you out. It, it gives. It takes you out of um, the office and gives you a new platform um, by which you can you can talk about important issues to patients um, and also to our colleagues. I think it's a great way to showcase to students and residents as well and let them know that they can be part of a larger family and a larger conversation to, um, to give this country the health care that it needs and that family medicine can be innovative and um, cutting edge and entrepreneurial. Uh, and, Jay, what did you think when you saw this on your Twitter stream and, and Facebook feed when you saw this article? Well, I um, uh, pun totally intended. I um, saw it as very revolutionary, um, and uh, I, I think it really nice. um, reflects um, the level of, um, I guess, commitment and teamwork that we've all uh, made individually into one another to tell the story of, of family docs and primary care. Um, as, as we know, this is a very critical time in history. Uh, in terms of uh, change and um, both the pace and the size of change that's going on in in all of our markets. And I think um, to have um, a group of family physicians uh, really kind of be out there and represent uh, the the voice, and and each of us has a unique voice, so it's not like we're all using the same message or we're kind of these retweet bots. Um, We're all out there telling a different nuance in the story that we have to share with the American public. And I think um, if, if we weren't out there, um, you know, then, then who, who else is going to tell our story? And so I think it, it's just a reflection of the, of the courage and the um, boldness, which, with, which I think family docs have really embraced um, social media as a, as, a, as a platform and a modality. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I was uh, very excited when I, when I saw this uh, article, and um, you know, to, to let the listeners know, you know, we're working with uh, AEFP um, on a kind of companion type of article, uh, kind of talking about this, and, and uh, um, I think we're trying to get some quotes from some, some of those uh, family docs who were on there. Uh, to help amplify the message, so I'm very excited about uh, about that. That's going to be coming up. Um, so let, let's kind of talk about you know digital communication and, and social media as a tool uh, for messaging and, and communication. Um, Wanda, let me ask you. But prior to being elected to the board, um, what was your uh, experience uh, on social media and during your your orientation to the board of directors? What, what do you remember about them talking about digital communication and, and social media? Well, uh, Mike, before I got um, I joined the board, I was doing some work on LinkedIn. I still um, I have about 2,400 people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn, um, but they some of them are family physicians, a lot of them are not, but they're often um, 
you know, policymakers, legislators, business owners, people that are different audiences where I want them to hear our message. And it's resonated quite well. And there's also increasingly quite a global um, connection there. I wasn't doing anything on Twitter, didn't know how to do it. Um, Reed Blackwelder and Robin Liu, our colleague from Oregon, both kind of took me under their wing at our first board meeting and said, here, we'll show you how to do this. And I will admit that I was gun-shy, but they kind of stayed by my side. We had a a week-long meeting, and so I dipped my toe into that water and and kind of went on from there. And at our most recent board meeting in July, I crossed 1,000 followers on on Twitter. So I'm having fun. I, I think I'm still learning my way. I have not done really anything on Facebook, but in about two weeks, um, when I get installed as um, um, president, um, that will change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and Jay, you know, you and I remember a few years ago when, when we were uh, tweeting out at our leadership meeting, uh, that was known at the time as the National Conference of Special Constituencies, there were like four or five of us there, there tweeting. Um, uh, share with me and share with the audience, you know, kind of the, the growth of uh, social media communication and advocacy in the academy uh, you know, during that time, it's just made a huge uh, leap, leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think uh, in the beginning there were certainly, uh, um, as you uh, have alluded to, uh, the rogues uh, amongst us who were uh, surreptitiously looking at our phones and um, tweeting away at, at some of these meetings. Um, and, and, and truthfully, when I when I first got involved with uh, social media, it was at the at the request of of our, my state academy uh, when they were starting to recognize the the. Uh, the importance of of social media as a tool and um the the request that was made of me was do you know about the twitter um would you could you start a, a the twitter account and i said um okay i don't know what the twitter is but i will look at the twitter and i will figure out what the twitter is <laughs> and <laughs> that's really honestly how i got started and um you know in the beginning i think um i I'd alluded to developmental stages um I, I think you do go through this developmental stage of kind of lurking and listening and seeing what's out there and then as you start to use your voice um you start to make connections with folks and and um, I think um, that's certainly what I've seen happen in the family medicine community is is this um, explosion, really, of, of using social media to create connections that are that that are not just virtual, um, but but I also have seen it turn into things that were that have turned into real life collaboration, uh, professionally, personally. And um, and actual friendships, which um, is amazing that this uh, sort of virtual experience can be translated into something that's that's real and honest. And um, I, I haven't used social media as a marketing tool, but I've certainly had patients come to my office who said, you know, I really like the stuff that you tweet out. Um, and that's kind of why I, I sought you out and why I've started to come see you as a patient. And um, so I, I, I do think that th- that. Um, it's, it's sort of steady as you go. It's, there's no way we could have kind of virally created the community overnight, but I think with sort of the steady march of 140 characters uh, repeated ad nauseum, we've been able to build this great community that even goes beyond our borders, um, you know, to um, other countries. Uh, and Jay, I'd like you to expand a little bit about that uh, on advocacy, especially at the state level. You, you, you mentioned some recent uh, state level legislation, uh, and I was tracking that um, using Twitter hashtags uh, as well. Uh, can you share a little bit about 
um, I don't know if, if the California chapter was, was actively, um, you know, sending those messages out or just monitoring. Um, but the Twitter hashtags for those uh, California pieces of legislation were, were very important, at least from my standpoint, uh, as monitoring it. Yeah, I you know, and it's interesting because I think um, there, there, so there was the real life um, coalition of uh, different organizations who are pro-vaccine, uh, and this is regards to SB 277, uh, which is the um, uh, bill now law that has removed uh, the personal belief exemption for vaccines. Um, so the, in addition to the real-life um, uh, coalitions, uh, the political coalitions that were working towards uh, passage of the bill, um, there there was a lot of um, uh, activity on Twitter and 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 in some ways paralleling some of the um, the political action that was going on at the state capitol. And so um, you alluded to um, uh, hashtags. So for a really good example, and not very creative, but hashtag SB277 um, is one that was certainly utilized, and it was utilized by both sides of the, of the argument, uh, the pro and the con. And um, it, it was fascinating to see the the – um, I guess the arguments develop and the positioning uh, that was going on, um, and clearly all, it, a lot of it was politics. And from what I understand from from speaking with um, staffers and some legislators that I that I know personally, you know, it's starting to be used as a metric for how hot an issue is. Um, is you know, what's the level of activity? Is there a lot of tweeting about this? Are people angry about this? Are people in favor of this? And so now it's being utilized in a way that's that goes beyond just the, what did I eat for lunch or. I, Gee, I have to go to the bathroom, or or it's raining today. Um, you know, it it really truly is is being utilized to create some force, if you will, um, through the amplification process that happens with with um, tweeting and and Facebook liking, et cetera. Uh, and Wanda, I can't let you get away about without uh, mentioning you mentioning this Dr. Oz episode that you were on because uh, it was just it was so great uh, to see you on there and to let the, let the, the listeners know you know, you know Wanda you know was asked to you know, make an appearance on the on the Dr. Oz show to talk about family medicine and primary care um, and there's a lot of people and me included was like oh I'm not sure about that uh, and and what what would be the uh, social media response to that. Um, and so, want to share a little bit about your uh, uh, your experience there, and um, you know, kind of um, you know, the messaging that that you were wanted to uh, get through, not only from a traditional media standpoint, but also you know, utilizing digital communication and blog posts and that type of thing. Well, I I, I actually got a call from Dr. Oz. Um, uh, in the spring, asking, inviting me to be on his show, and I knew the man from um, previous work. And uh, at that time, as you know, there was uh, well, and even after um, after I taped it before it aired, um, there was a lot of fire being lit under the Dr. Oz show. And so my concern, my I had I had both a risk and benefit analysis, I guess you'd say. Um, the risk was, are we going to be on a show that's got some reputational issues right now at that point in time and, you know, earlier in the year. Um, and, and how will my, my American Academy of Family Physician members respond? How will my patients respond? Um, am, I, am I creating harm for the Academy in, even though I'm trying to um, help us get our message out? 
On the flip side, um, Dr. Oz reaches millions of people a day, many of whom do not hear about the importance of having a family physician, um, may have, uh, may be afraid and not even know how to go about it. And so this was, if you will, a crack in time, an opportunity to go out and, and if you um, carry the water to his audience, um, certainly they'd heard a lot of other stuff that we may not always endorse, but it also um, gave me a chance to talk to Dr. Oz and his team um, about some of our observations as family physicians, and we did, and we did that behind the scenes um, to some of the messages that they were sending. So one of the one of the ways, in addition to the obvious, the traditional media, the television, was um, if you thought about that Dr. Oz piece as the as the you know the pebble in the pond, I think social media gave us the chance to ripple, and gave us the chance to build on that momentum and and preposition conversations about hey this is going to happen and here's why we've chosen to do it. Um, we're going to ask you to, to look. We're going to ask you to pay attention. And then if you don't like it, let me know. But if you do like it, share the Dr. Oz piece. Get your colleague, get your patients to, you know, and, and the people that you think need to hear this message. And So uh, as we're kind of starting to uh, uh, close up our conversation, I, I do want to quickly ask you about um, you know, this, you know, our, our upcoming meetings, uh, the Congress of Delegates and the Family Medicine Experience, FMX, um, so, Wanda, for, for, for people who know very little about the uh, Congress of Delegates meeting, how would you describe it? How, what, why should people be uh, uh, following on Twitter at, at hashtag uh, AEFPCOD? Well, our Congress of Delegates is the policy-making body for the American Academy of Family Physicians. And as an academy, we have 120,900 members who do one out of four to five office visits in this country. And so it's a real powerhouse um, a force behind American healthcare, and we're trying to move the Titanic of American healthcare and get it back in the right direction, which is primary care at the backbone, so people get better quality um, care that's focused on their needs and and do it at a at a better price, so we don't bankrupt this country. Um, that Congress of Delegates is where we have. Uh, representatives coming from each of our state chapters as well as some other member constituencies um, and uniform services and come together and, and hash through issues that everyone has brought up and, and vote and make determinations about what we believe and who we are and they give direction to the board and, and the staff about um, how we need to move forward. Uh, and Jay, uh, how would you describe the former AAFP assembly, now the Family Medicine Experience, hashtag AAFPFMX? I think it's a, a, a wonderful opportunity for family physicians from around the country to come together um, uh, for a couple of reasons. One is to learn, because uh, all of us have um, our uh, you know, obligations to to lifelong learning that that we need to complete. Um, but I think there's there's um, that fellowship element of um, uh, all coming together and um, uh, rebuilding community or finding community if you, if if you have um, not felt connected to to family medicine as a, as a specialty. And there's an opportunity to kind of reconnect with uh, old friends, but also certainly an opportunity to to meet with uh, new friends as well. And um, I, I think the use of social media and the use of video and, and other 
um, forms of media um, has, has certainly exploded over the last uh, five years. And, um, you know, I think the, um, the, the ability to tell the story of family docs, and it's not just um, those of us that are really active in social media, but um, from folks from around the country and, and giving testimonials and videos and interviews with uh, the AAFP staff have been wonderful um, to hear uh, other stories uh, uh, over the years. Uh, and for the second year this year, uh, AFP uh, FMX will have social media ambassadors, which I'm very excited about. I'm, I'll be a part of that again this year, along with our friends uh, Reed Blackwalter, Jen Brawl, and Christina Zimmerman. So we will be kind of the point people for AFP FMX. So very excited and about Mike, that. Mike, thank you very much for doing that. That's yeah, it's cool. so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> it is very, yeah, it is fun. Well, you're welcome. Um, so uh, we're going to start to close up our conversation, uh, start to think of some closing thoughts. I do have a closing question uh, uh, for each of you. I'll, I'll start with you, Jay. So my, my closing question is this. Um, so when people ask you about digital communication and about social media, why is digital communication and social media important, and why should family medicine be proactive in learning the skills of digital communication and also Feel free to share any closing thoughts with my audience this evening. Yeah, I think I think it's really um, uh, it's where people are these days, um, and I think that's a huge part of the reason why we need to be out in that space. And and I think we certainly have um, both an interest in knowing what our patients and communities are up to, uh, but we also have an obligation to 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 be you know, that physician voice that's out of the community. Um, and I think um, certainly as we're looking at different modalities for how to communicate with our own patients, you know, uh, moving away from, say, maybe, say, a traditional face-to-face -face visit to more of a tele telemedicine visit or a telephonic visit or even text messaging um, or alternative modalities for, for communication, um, I, I think family docs are going to, um, A, need to be um, fluent in, the, in, the, in that ability to communicate with their patients, um, but we also need to kind of lead the charge uh, and, and transform uh, and move away from uh, sort of the, the slog of the, of the 10 to 15-minute visit um, to um, really provide value for patients. And so I think that's um, the role for digital communication and Certainly, we're seeing the surface be scratched with some of the EMR products that are out there, but I think it could be certainly made way more robust. Um, and moving ourselves from a kind of a healthcare industry that that kind of tolerates innovation um, to want to an innovation industry that delivers healthcare, and I think that's going to be the ultimate transformation where we're really going to provide that high value for patients. Uh, and one of my closing uh, questions for you is this. Um, so why is family medicine important for our country? Why should everyone from the general public all the way to Washington, D.C., why is it important for everyone to listen to what we have to say? And also, uh, you know, feel free to share any closing thoughts uh, with my audience. Well, the first comment I'm going to make is I absolutely love Jay's response to your question. I think that's right on target, brilliant. Here, 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 here. I <laughs> love it. Um, family medicine, we take care of everybody. We take care. I have patients who are um, homeless, um, you know, I, I, and, and live in some unbelievable circumstances that, that 
uh, just break my heart on a regular basis, but I try to figure out how to move heaven and earth um, to get things better for them. And that's who we are as family physicians. We take care of all shapes and sizes and ages and colors and you name it. Um, that's what this country needs. And there's there's certainly evidence to show that um, people are healthier when they have two things. They have a usual source of care, and that is mostly, most commonly a family physician, and they have health insurance. And as much as we like to fuss about, um, you know, health insurance, that's what the reality is. And so having someone who knows you as a, uh, in a relationship um, and knows your wishes and your, and your dreams and, and helps you, you know, be a partner in your health care, that's what family medicine is all about. And that's why I think that, um, you know, Jay's point, we need to be out there where the people are. And if the people are on social media, we need to be on social media. We need to be not only speaking out, but we need to be listening to what they're telling us and what their needs are. We do it in the office every day, but the world is changing, and we need to be ahead of that curve so that we're, we're there when the patients get there. Uh, Dr. Wanda Filer, soon-to-be president of uh, the American Academy of Family Physicians, soon to assume the at AAFP Prez uh, uh, identity on Twitter. Very excited about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Jay Lee, <laughs> the president of the uh, California Academy of Family Physicians. You can follow him on Twitter at, uh, at FamilyDocWalk. Thank you so much uh, for be- being here. Uh, this was so much fun. I hope we can have more conversations like this. Uh, it was so much fun for me tonight. Thank you. Thanks for giving us the chance. Thank you so much, Mike, and it was it was wonderful to to speak with you, Wanda, as well. Well, and thank you both for all your leadership. You you've really shown the rest of us the way to go, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and I, of course, I'm Dr. Mike Savilla. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dr. Mike Savilla, and also check out AAFP.org. That is the uh, website for the American Academy of Family Physicians. And uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody.